The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Thank you, Tom. Good afternoon, and thank you for coming today. As uh, I previously shared yesterday, as you know, I was tested for COVID-19, and I'm pleased to let you know that my test results were negative uh, and that I am feeling Cases better this morning. Cases are hospitalized. Of which two so I'm pleased to be back with ICU. you in person for today's update. Over the last 24 hours, we have confirmed 23 new cases of COVID-19, bringing the provincial total to 97, up from 74. As I reported yesterday, we now have confirmed cases in every health zone in Alberta. Currently, five cases are hospitalized, of which two were admitted to the ICU. These are the same numbers as previously reported. All other confirmed cases are self-isolating at home and are expected to make a full recovery. As was announced by Premier Kenny earlier this afternoon, we are taking aggressive new measures in an effort to reduce the spread of COVID-19. The Government of Alberta is finalizing the signing of a state of public health emergency, empowering authorities under the Public Health Act to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. New public health measures under this state of emergency will limit the time Albertans spend in large, large crowds and crowded spaces. Effective immediately, mass gatherings are limited to no more than 50 people. This is inclusive of places of worship, funerals and weddings, where Albertans must ensure appropriate social distancing and other sanitization practices. Grocery stores, shopping centres, healthcare facilities, airports and other essential services are not included. Any other organized gatherings of more than 50 people must be cancelled immediately. All Albertans are prohibited from attending public recreational facilities and private entertainment facilities, including casinos, racing entertainment centres and bingo halls. They should also not attend all recreational facilities, gyms, arenas, science centres, museums, art galleries, community centres, fitness centres, swimming pools and libraries. This prohibition also extends to attending bars and nightclubs where minors are prohibited by law. Today on St. Patrick's Day, I know this will disappoint many, but we must take action to limit the amount of time Albertans are spending in crowded spaces. Sit-down restaurants, cafes, coffee shops, food courts and other food serving facilities, including those with a minor's allowed liquor license, are limited to 50% capacity to a maximum of 50 people. At this time, not-for-profit community kitchens, soup kitchens and religious kitchens are exempt, but sanitization practices are expected to be in place and support will be in place for this practice. Food services and work camps are also exempt, but in addition to appropriate sanitization practices, arrangements should be made to provide for workers in camps should they need to be self-isolated. These are aggressive steps that we do not take lightly, but these are necessary to keep us all healthy and safe. The only means we have to prevent the virus from spreading is to limit contact between people. The more we can slow the spread of the virus down, the less likely it is that there will be a surge of cases that overwhelm our health system's capacity to care for those who need hospitalization or intensive care. You may have heard this described as flattening the curve. This is why we are taking these measures. In addition, 
the health care system is preparing for any increase in the number of cases that need hospital care. Alberta Health Services is postponing all scheduled and elective surgeries. Urgent and emergency surgery, as well as oncology and scheduled cesarean procedures will continue. AHS will be contacting Albertans scheduled for procedures and will reschedule as soon as possible. We do not have a timeline for this due to the ongoing pandemic. We understand that many of you will be anxious to hear from AHS about your surgery. We ask for your ongoing patience. Please do not call 811 or the clinic. You will be called by AHS. This decision will have an impact on those waiting for elective or non-urgent procedures, but it is a necessary step to ensure the health system can sustain its pandemic response and be able to respond to emergencies. Frontline teams will be redeployed to other areas of the healthcare system to meet demand and ease pressure points. I understand the tremendous impact all of these measures will have on all of us. We will get through this together, but we need your help and support by following these orders and all other public health guidance. I cannot stress this enough. We must all take measures to improve sanitization and cleanliness. Regardless of where you are or what you do, we all have a responsibility to prevent the spread of this virus. Even though it may seem simple, practicing good hygiene habits, such as washing your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds, and covering coughs and sneezes will help stop the spread of COVID-19. Critically and most importantly, if you don't feel well, stay home and self-isolate. I am also advising all Albertans to take all appropriate steps to socially distance themselves from others during their day-to-day -day lives. All measures, however small they may seem, play an important part in reducing the risk for all Albertans. Try to avoid overcrowding on elevators, for example. Stay two meters away from others when possible. In the weeks to come, we will all need to be mindful of each other and take these crucial steps to protect ourselves, our loved ones, and our communities. The measures introduced today will be hard on all of us, but I believe we are ready and able to rise to the challenge before us. Albertans Health is and will always be our top priority. Thank you again, and I'm happy to take any questions. Dean, first. Two questions, if I may. First, did you say, was this decision the public health emergency made on your recommendation? I assume it was. Yes, that's right. I made a recommendation that we uh, should move to that measure. And what happened in the last 24 hours that made you decide, yep, today's the day we should do this? So, uh, so I think one of the critical things I, I talked before about some of the community acquired cases we'd seen, and we have seen a few more cases that we're still investigating, but that are concerning. I anticipate having more information tomorrow to share about those, but it does seem to me that we are seeing a few more instances where uh, community transmission is possible. Uh, in addition, we're, we're seeing Examples such as the dental conference that I've re referenced before, and we now have six cases in Alberta alone from that one dental conference. So we are trying to get the word out about instances like that. But I think when we see examples like that one conference where just in our province we've seen many cases or the single gathering in one home that has now 10 cases associated with just one gathering, to me these are, these are indications that we need to take these steps to be ready for what I believe may come in the next 
several weeks. And so I believe the time is right to really set us up for success. Because I think if we, if we wait until we're overwhelmed and then declare, uh, it's a little late when we could do it proactively and get ourselves set up. Can I ask you then just about the 97 feet, because that's, so we've gone in 12 days, we've gone from 1 to 97. Mm -hmm. Can you contextualize that at all, how, compared with other jurisdictions and stuff? Yeah. Is that less than you would forecast, or how are we doing based on the 97 number? So I think the 97 number is an example of, in some ways, the success of our actions. The vast majority of those still are either confirmed related to travel or a close contact of a case. So it shows that we're putting those measures in place to contain spread and detecting cases that come in. But what I think we all need to be prepared for is that we're, we're fighting a war on two fronts. We need to continue to detect travel-related cases that are coming into the province, and we will continue to see those as spread is occurring around the world. And as the Government of Canada has recommended that Canadians come home, we anticipate we will see people coming home, entering self-isolation in order to prevent spread to others, but we will likely see additional cases in that group. In addition, we now see a few of these cases that we seem to uh, have had acquired in the community. And so that's the other front that we really need to focus on. And again, where we pay attention to expanding access to testing uh, through selective measures. Again, we can't test every Albertan, but that's where we need to be really focused. And so at the moment, our community acquired cases, the total number is very small. So I think that's a, a good thing for the moment. But again, what we need to do now is raise our efforts to prevent more community transmission. Uh, and so I think that's, to put the numbers in context, even though we've had a, a quite a big jump, many of those are related to the previous cases that came in and we're seeing spread around those within some households or uh, again, some of these clusters related to single group exposures. Um, first question for Dr. Hinshaw, second question I think will be for Dr. Joffe. Um, we're hearing about patients who are lying about their symptoms or travel history to uh, either see a doctor or get tested. Have you heard about this and what are your thoughts on that? So that hasn't been reported to me before, and I do know that Albertans are concerned, uh, those Albertans who haven't traveled are concerned about not being able to be tested. So I understand that is a, a frustration, and that could be why some people are um, choosing to respond in a way that's maybe different from the facts when they're going through the assessment. What I would recommend is that if Albertans are worried, if their minor symptoms are related to COVID-19, uh, that again, they don't need to have a test result to be able to stay at home, self-isolate away from others. And if someone has really mild symptoms and they take those measures, they stay at home, away from others, self-isolate for 14 days from the start of their sickness, they're not a danger to anyone else. And if their symptoms are mild, then they'll get better on their own and they won't need any care. Any Albertan who starts to feel more unwell, who needs advanced care, needs hospital care, will absolutely be tested if their symptoms warrant it. Uh, but anyone with those really mild symptoms, if they're able to stay home, stay away from others, a test is not needed to be able to take appropriate measures. So I had a oh, sorry, a follow-up? Yes. Yeah. Um, we're talking about how elective surgeries, non-urgent surgeries will be postponed. How much more capacity do you expect that to create, um, be it related to beds or in terms of frontline workers? So thank you for the question. Uh, we are doing a considerable amount of planning and over the last couple of days have 
looked at the number of beds, the number of spaces that we may need in order to provide care. And uh, in, in working through those numbers, it became apparent that we need to start ramping down some of the activities that we typically do that would include elective surgeries so that we can uh, get people healthier in the hospital, uh, get them home to recover and free up space in our facilities so that we are ready for increasing numbers of COVID-19, which is what we fully anticipate. So we're focused on three things. First of all, creating space in order to provide care. Secondly, ensuring that we have the equipment to provide the care. And thirdly, and most importantly, ensuring that we will have uh, sufficient staff, sufficient trained staff, staff that are prepared to, uh, to assist Albertans in their time of need. And sir, just quickly to follow up on that, what was the tipping point for that? Because we asked you that question yesterday and you said no decision has been made. So it's been a, an ongoing discussion and, and let me just say thank you to all of the incredible women and men who work for Alberta Health Services who are working literally 24-7 uh, in preparation for COVID-19. They have been uh, working uh, really for the last two months and ramped up uh, more recently as we've begun to see cases. So this has been an ongoing day-by-day -day discussion, day-by-day uh, -day work as we look at what we think the needs will be and as we prepare to be able to provide the care that Albertans will need. Excellent. So we're going to go to the phone. I know there's a couple others will come back. Uh, operator, could you patch through the first question? The first question comes from Sammy Huds of Post Media. Your line is open. Hi, Dr. Henshaw. I haven't seen the breakdown uh, of the new numbers today, obviously, but as of yesterday, about 70% of the cases in Alberta were in the Calgary zone. Um, can you offer any reasons why that would be? So we know that Calgary zone tends to have more international travel returning to that particular location than other zones. So that's one possibility. Again, in Calgary and in Edmonton, the majority of cases are travel related. Uh, so we believe that's one of the reasons why that zone has a, a higher number than Edmonton. Excellent. And could we put that to another next question, please, operator? Herald, your line is open. Hey there, two questions. Uh, the first, Dr. Hinshaw, I'm wondering at what point will we know if these measures that we're seeing uh, um, introduced in the last week are actually working? So what we would expect to happen is uh, because the measures that we're putting into place now, we likely would see their effect within about two weeks because the incubation period of this virus extends to two weeks. So again, given that we know that there's some community transmission occurring, we would expect to see our numbers continue to rise over the coming days. Uh, we would expect that that may then be sustained uh, you know, throughout the next couple of weeks, but that within two weeks we would expect to see the impact of those measures. We would need to hold those measures in place for some time to make sure we continue to reduce that likelihood of spread. Uh, how long that is, I know many people want to know with like a date for when we're going to stop, uh, but really that's going to depend on watching the data closely. One of the things that is a bit different for us than other places in the world where you probably have seen data in terms of the epi curve is that we will continue, at least in the short term, to have people coming back from outside the country. So we will continue to have new cases in those 
that group of people. Uh, so again, we need to make sure we're differentiating those numbers, those coming from outside and those where it's transmitting in the province. And I'm working with our team, our epidemiology team, to try to have a uh, clear distinction between those two groups because it's that second group that will really tell us about the success of our measures. Having increased numbers of cases in returning travellers, uh, really our, our measures are only meant to stop those individuals from spreading further, but they won't reduce the number of cases in returning travellers. Excellent. And one more question, please, Operator. Next question comes from Madeline Smith of the Calgary Herald. Your line is open. Hi there. Um, I apologize if I missed this, but I'm just wondering, uh, you said the numbers of community transmission are still relatively low um, given the percentages of other cases. Do you have a, a precise number for how many at this point are coming from community transmission? So at the current time, uh, my understanding is that we have approximately um, six Again, we're still investigating some of those, so this is a number that isn't firm, but it looks like we have uh, about six kind of split between Calgary and Edmonton, um, and I anticipate that I'll have more information tomorrow after the public health investigation has had a bit more of a chance to determine if we're concluding that these are community or not, but there are six that we're concerned about at this time, and I'll have more information tomorrow. Excellent. I think she got um, I got two questions. If, uh, first one's for, for Dr. Hinshaw. You, you spoke about the need to increase testing. All right, you've been listening to the daily update from Dr. Dina Hinshaw, Alberta's Chief Medical Officer of Health, telling us that there's been uh, over 20 new cases now. We're sitting at 97 in the province. Five are hospitalized, two in intensive care unit. Um, all scheduled um, elective surgery has been cancelled for the foreseeable future and uh, you're being told that you will be contacted by AHS. Uh, don't call uh, the doctor, don't call them. They will get a hold of you. Um, and just a reminder about the social distancing that we need to continue to do this. Um, Dr. Hinshaw saying that she's still a little concerned with six of the cases. They're still doing a bit more investigation on it. Hopes to find out more tomorrow about whether or not those were community transmissions, saying a lot of these cases, the majority of them still travel related, but there are some with um, uh, community uh, transmission uh, indicators that they're trying to track down.